0: Have I told you guys that I have the thumb movies from this director? He like, oh, you know, what I'm talking yeah. about like, yeah, the yeah, guy, yeah, He like made a whole line of movies from thumbs of yeah. people. <laughs> Did he directors. do like, like
1: a Titanic one?
0: Yeah, there's a I have Titanic, Titanic thumb, uh, Franken <laughs> thumb, Bat thumb, and the God thumb. Oh no, there's the Blair, the Blair Witch thumb too. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. Oh man, the trifecta. Uh, it's good, but I mean, Blood like,
1: factor.
0: yeah, it's good. You guys will have fun with it. <laughs> what,
1: what's
0: What's the best thumb movie? Honestly, if you've seen one, you've seen them all, and they're only twenty minutes long. <laughs> That's so sick. <laughs> but the the, uh, the Blair Witch Blair Witch thumb was the sickest. I I got nothing what, at the back. Was end. it like <laughs> a POV? Yeah, Fear dude, me. it was the, oh, the, dude. They had, like, the, the flashlight. Like, yeah, and they had different dude. hairstyles and shit. Like, he's like, uh, it was ridiculous, man. Oh, my yeah, god, We need to have
1: a viewing of this. <laughs> yeah, well, like, instead of basketball, we'll talk about the thumb movies. We'll review each one and uh, come up with which one's the best.
0: I don't know, man. They're so funny in theory, but then when you get down to it, you're like, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, it kind of feels like, like almost it's just almost not you can't watch it it's cringe L- like the
2: <laughs> the idea rocks like have you guys seen the uh the movie i think it's attack of the killer tomatoes
0: oh yeah what
2: it's called it's like <laughs> oh man in theory that sounds like a fucking sick ass b-side movie and then you're watching you're like why the fuck am i watching this, like, yeah, this- exactly in an hour and a half like god damn dude well,
1: that's kind of how like that movie rubber was but it like it succeeded. Okay. That's the one where the tire like is killing people. And
0: it's just, <laughs> oh, it's just rolling. Dude. You never heard of this? Oh, no, man. dude. What the fuck?
1: They, basically, this like tire like sees another tire being burned in trash and then it just starts rolling and then it just <gasps> rolls up to people and then they fucking like explode and it's like terrorizing this town. It's incredible,
2: revenge season, baby. Yeah, yeah.
1: Seriously, revenge <laughs> season. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, N- dude. MVP N- 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 is the tire. Yeah, uh, Look, you should definitely- year for him. <laughs> yup, great year. <laughs> <laughs> definitely should check it out. It's like such a dumb concept, but it turned out really well. Like great, great flick.
2: Interesting. Okay. Dude, any any list, uh celebrities in it?
1: Uh, yeah, the tire. Michelin. <laughs> Michelin, <laughs> Michelin tire. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> all right welcome to the secret jocks podcast as always i'm tyler we got ralph hola amigos another one (laughs) new one i like it yes sir yes sir we got greg what up everybody how you two doing tonight pretty Pretty slick pretty slick how you doing man pretty good just chilling worked now i'm ready to talk ball yeah here we are
0: same shit here dog
1: (laughs) same shit another monday baby another day another dollar as the janitor at my old work used to say every time i saw him
0: god damn this one i just learned which i love is a same dirt different shirt (laughs) (laughs) i like
1: i like that one though it it implies that he does not do any laundry (laughs)
0: no you never have a clean shirt no
2: no the economy is so bad that he can't afford laundry soap like i think that's i think 15 dollars an hour is a
1: it's acceptable
2: <laughs> minimum wage yeah that's what if, i'm saying
1: if anything it just gets rid of that saying so <laughs> <laughs> everyone will have a clean shirt and i think we could all agree clean shirts are great hell yeah <laughs> well as always uh you can find us on uh, apple podcast boom spotify boom twitter boom twitch boom 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 uh orlando magic versus miami heat youtube comments Boom, boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh linkedin uh, uh you know the you know, go back listen to the backlog i don't want to do them all today um you can leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. We'll review it on here. If you give us five stars, it um, helps spread this podcast to more listeners, and that would be awesome. Um, also, if you want to talk about anything or are interested in being on, um, hit us up at secretjocks at gmail.com.
2: Bam, bam. Uh, bam,
1: bam, bam, or slide into our DMs. Honestly, we check that more. Uh, it's probably better. Yeah, it's
2: twenty twenty one, everyone. Come yeah, on. The fuck?
1: Yeah. You know what? I don't want to log into my email. I want to log into my Instagram. <laughs> dude, that, what was that? Electronic mail is so eighties, man. Yup. Damn. That was my subwoofer that I had uh had planned just for that just
0: for that take. <laughs> nice. Great dude. You know. Yeah, email is now very boomer energy, it feels like. Instagram is the way to go. <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah, I agree. I have like eleven thousand unread emails, dude. I
0: can't hang with those type of people, man. My shit's <laughs> at zero all the time. The fuck,
1: it's it's like at this point, it's like unmanageable. Like they're so That's far fair. back, I'm not gonna scroll. I I am at the age where I can't figure out everything technological wise <laughs> anymore. Like I used to be able to, so I can't even find the thing just to read it all through the app, like. Yo, uh,
2: I, I do want to give Gmail a huge shout out, because if you go to their uh, website gmail.com, you can actually delete all of those emails with one button. Oh. See, it used I used to be used to be a, a fucking dream, dude, to do that. And you, you have to go page by page, but now you're just like whoop,
1: That is pretty button. sick. Hell yeah. I do love that.
0: Clean that life up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> clean up my uh clean up my phone a little <laughs> bit, and that would be nice. Um well, I'll be honest. I haven't been watching a lot of basketball lately. It's been a little crazy with work and all that, but there is some big news that we should probably um, get to. It breaks get my to. heart. It breaks my heart to say it. Jared Dudley, the patron saint of this podcast, has a torn MCL. Oh my Most likely God. out for the season. If anything, maybe he gets back. For the playoffs. But who's going to fill that role on the Lakers? Who's going to be able to take off their sweatpants in less than a second to play for less than a second? I don't think there's anybody on that team that can fill that role. Greg, what's your opinion?
0: I'm going to go with Ralph on this one. Bring it back last week. Kyle Lowry. Dude, I was going to say that. (laughs) Put his ass on the bench.
1: (laughs) Damn, what a... That's I'd still go. a spicy taste. I'm the official <laughs> spicy boy. I am, yeah, dude.
0: I'm I still processing,
2: <laughs> dude. That that that's me. You know that. You know I'm the sriracha inside that burrito. You know what I'm saying. You need that.
1: <laughs> Ralph, how do you feel about uh, about our guy Jared Dudley <gasps> being out? Also, how did he do it? Was how he? How did he do
2: it? Um,
1: I it's believe important. he woke <laughs> up. Just, just one of those injuries. Just one of those things. <laughs> Ouch. Uh,
2: um, I think LeBron is older than Jared Dudley, to be honest. But um, I think
1: so. Yeah, I think he is actually. <laughs>
2: but he feels like ten years old, older than LeBron. Um, I I don't know how he hurt himself. All I saw was the sad news. But I was reading this just now. Um, he only played 76 minutes across 11 games so far in this season. Is there a so, Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's averaging uh, a good uh, seven minutes a game.
0: That's actually um, that's a, that's way, way more pretty good. than I was
2: expecting. I agree. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm bummed out. To get an injury that old into your career, 14-year career, you know you will have to think of retiring or how you're going to be next year if you can even you know keep your health up um it's sad it's part of the game that's for sure but you know these guys are humans too you got to think about it. even though they're athletic you know injuries linger um so yeah it's a bummer dude like he's so old at 45 come on man
1: Maybe the Lakers will give him the what's his name U- Udonis Udonis
0: Haslam. Oh, on the, Haslam. the Haslam Yeah, treatment. maybe
1: they maybe they give him the, the Haslam treatment. Just keep <laughs> signing him the the that minimum till he wants to retire,
2: dude. But I feel like Haslam's the only player that can do that because he's been with the Heat ever since he started. Like Jerry Dudley's been bouncing around, dude, getting older and older every season.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. It doesn't. I, I don't know Tyler do you think he's gonna come back next year
2: um
1: maybe I think i don't know I think it depends on how extensive the injury is I mean all he's really there is to be like a locker room presence and that's why they kept him on on the team uh I think if like the Lakers make a deep playoff run or win the championship again yeah they'll probably bring him back for the for the vet minimum. He's a good locker room guy. He's a good culture guy. Uh he's our guy. And I appreciate him. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh so yeah, I don't know. if it's not career ending for him, yeah, he'll probably be back
0: next year. And it'll be his last year, I imagine. True. I say now's the time just slide him to be like the the water boy or some shit for the Lakers.
2: <laughs> just well, that's just, what he's doing right now.
0: But just have him be like <laughs> in the off like part of the staff you know just be like we're just gonna slowly scoot you to the staff side of things keep you on the bench (laughs) yeah (laughs) keep doing exactly what you're doing though
1: (laughs) instead of his jersey hanged up in his locker room it's a pair of khakis and a lakers polo
0: i'm saying man
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey we got a new uh new role for you tonight no 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 (laughs) you're not gonna be playing any zone defense yeah actually lebron needs his gatorade real quick
2: (laughs) the zone that you're part uh around will be just the water and the Gatorade
1: yeah your your zone is going to be the bolt 24 by Gatorade
2: <laughs> they're going to retire his grass-stained shoes one of these days man <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, the
0: Raptors, they just like chuck it like they do in the street His <laughs> <It's> air monarchs <laughs> oh hell yeah
2: but it, it, in all uh the reality of it is <laughs> he, he is uh he is getting old yeah um I don't know. He he's if he retires, I don't blame him. He's a champion now and he's not, you know, a superstar name, but I'm I'm sure he has you know money over there mm-hmm. tied up somewhere that he can still live off of his NBA career if that makes sense. I mean, definitely. he's definitely impacted our hearts. So <laughs> um he's going to he's going to be a legend. Um might not be Hall of Fame material, but He's up there.
1: Yeah, he's secret jock hall of Fame material. It. That's for sure. That's true. If he retires, he could do like a Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins kind of thing and like join NBC or, or sorry, join ESPN or maybe he'll join like another sports like uh, group. Maybe he'll join Fox or something. I could see him moving into kind of like the the commentating thing with especially with his like opinions in his book uh, that we reviewed on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh I I think that he's becoming more of a um a personality in the NBA in his later career. So I mean I feel like with uh like the whole shit in Brooklyn, him talking shit with uh Ben Simmons, Simmons, I kind of brought him more into uh the mainstream as opposed to just kind of an obscure NBA player that if you're really into the NBA, you know Jared Dudley. Uh, but now people know who he is if you're just like a casual. And that's kind of, I feel like the same thing kind of happened with like Kendrick Perkins in that last year. He was with the Cavs and just rode the bench. Like people kind of just like knew him a little bit more and then slid into kind of like a commentating personality. I could see Jared Dudley doing the same thing.
2: I can also see him in the front office. Um, I feel like LeBron speaks highly of Jared Dudley. So if, you know, in the future, LeBron is still playing two, three years down the road, which I'm pretty sure he will be. Um, I think he will bring Jared Dudley along wherever team he's going. Um, just you know, to be the guy in the, you know, as a rebounder or a training training coach. Uh but yeah, dude, I, I think he's still gonna be around doing something with basketball. He yep. he might not be the flashiest name, but he does have the smarts. Yeah. Per I'm per not... LeBron.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not my
2: take, it's LeBron's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, there's a bit of other injury news that we should probably talk about. Uh, Joel Embiid has suffered – a was it a bone bruise?
2: A bone bruise in his left knee.
1: Uh, I don't know if either of you saw the play in which that happened, but he is so fucking lucky that it's just a bone bruise. Like, he landed with all of his weight in his knee – the other way like and dude's a big dude yeah that's a big that's a big boy like (laughs) (laughs) uh he's gonna be out for two to three weeks um how do do you all feel that this is gonna affect philadelphia in the next few weeks these are kind of more important games being the end or the second half of the season now um
2: i i think it's gonna be a tough stretch for them uh, they've been clicking, and the centerpiece of that is uh, Embiid. So, without him, they got to be crafty. I mean, Ben Simmons has been doing good, and uh, Tobias Harris. Both of those guys have been playing really well, but the centerpiece is Embiid. He's the guy, you know. So, they need to step it up or play by committee and just get everyone involved. I mean, Seth Curry's there. Um, Dwight's gonna, is there as well. Like he can still contribute. Um, so I don't know. It's a bummer. It's a definite bummer. What do, you, what
0: do you think about it, guys? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a hard stretch for them, but I think nets are kind of number one now in the East. I think that's not what's going to be worrisome. It's going to be like the teams trying to sneak up and steal that position from them, but I don't have the standings in front of me. I don't know how far ahead the 76ers are, but I kind of think that they can still hold them off, you know. I think if it's only two to three weeks, and they've already kind of accepted the fact that the next Nets are going to take the number one spot, I I think the 76ers are still going to be number two.
1: Yeah, I think they're pretty pretty solidified in that kind of two to three range now. I mean, the Bucks haven't looked particularly great. Uh, who's up after that? I'm not sure. And the, the Heat, the Heat are now. yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. I would be a little bit worried about the Heat. They're starting to click now, mm-hmm. um, but then it's what the Knicks uh the celtics so it
2: it goes uh heat for celtics hornets Knicks, and hawks
1: okay well celtics have looked like doo-doo unless they make a big trade uh next week which they probably will that's who i would kind of put on your radar for a big move are the celtics um i i don't think like the the uh, 76ers are gonna lose too much ground it's two to three weeks i don't know who they're playing but they still have got Dwight. Like you said, Ben Simmons is still a capable defender. They've got shooters throughout that whole roster. They'll be fine. They'll be top four at, at the end of the day. Um, it does suck to see because the Sixers are fun and it's cool to finally see them uh, playing to the, to the level that we've expected for years with the whole trust, the process they got Embiid. they got Ben Simmons, you know, uh, it, yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think at the end of the day, though, the only thing that's, that this really hurts is Joel Embiid in his mm-hmm. like unreal season that he's been having. I think right now he's leading the MVP race mm-hmm. uh, out of all the candidates, which is awesome to see a big man, like a true center uh, leading the MVP race. I think that's really fun. Um, but I think if at the end of the day, Sixers will be fine come playoffs in a good position for a good run. But this definitely hurts uh, Joel Embiid in the MVP race.
2: Um, so hear me out, guys. Uh, if the Seventy Sixers lose half of the games that he's inactive, or actually more than half, and then he comes back and they start winning again, won't that help his MVP case? You know, like, oh, without Joel Embiid, these guys are
0: doo doo, and That's then like, yeah
2: when he comes in, they're just fucking balling again. Like, yeah, it really goes to show you how much of an impact he has. On that I, team.
1: I think like in theory, hundred percent, like if the Sixers fucking suck and then, <laughs> and then he comes back and then they end the number one seed, like hundred percent. Yeah. Give him the MVP trophy. Clearly he's the most valuable player to the Sixers, but this is the, this is the NBA we're talking about. And the, the league suffers so much from recency bias so if there's somebody that's like in the top 10 in the mvp race in the two to three weeks they go on a tear like let's just say Jokic just goes on a tear he's putting up double doubles triple doubles just an insane stat line for the next two to three weeks i guarantee you by the time Embiid beat back it won't matter what he does for the next few weeks like sure, and they bring him back to to where they were all anyone's going to talk about is the tear that like uh, Jokic was going on, you know, like because Embiid is not going to be playing probably in primetime games and stuff like that. No one's going to, he's going to be forgotten. They're going to forget that the last like 40 plus games, he's been one of the best players in the NBA, but because he was gone for three weeks, it's like he did nothing at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: But I, I think it's a,
2: it's a, it's LeBron's dude. You saw that report saying that he's not going to be sitting out any of the games from here on out? Oh, shit, really? Dude, he's turning on the boosters, dude. He's he's hitting that that NOS. He's uh, Tokyo drifting all over the NBA. Nice, dude. As uh, the kids would say. The, kid, the kids <laughs> of early 2000s would say.
1: <laughs> I, I think if LeBron gets it, it's because of the storyline of mm-hmm. him being so old, old and like <laughs> the Lakers having a winning record. But at the end of the day, like, the Lakers have not looked good no, without no. Anthony Davis. And if you want to have a Laker win the MVP this year, then it should be Anthony Davis because clearly he's been the most valuable player to that team because they have stunk. Stinky. <laughs> they, they smell bad. It's, well, you know what? Here's a callback to earlier in the episode. Uh, same dirt, different shirt. Yeah. With the Lakers without <laughs> AD. <laughs>
0: Here's what I going to say: Is that when do they do the? When do they decide that race for the MVP? Is it before postseason or after? Do you know? I think it's a uh, uh, during. During. Because I think that's where LeBron is gonna shine, and I think if he wins the chip, then honestly, I'd give him MVP. Fuck it. Like it's, even a, be- it's a regular season award, though. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's a regular season, but they pick it
0: in the yeah. middle of a. Yeah, that's that's something season. else. I don't know. I don't know it, if LeBron gives a shit about that award, to be honest. <laughs>
2: Yo, I, I was thinking you said what well, what is it? Same dirt, same dirt different shirt? Yep. <laughs> what about this? Same dirk, same shirt. Yup. Dude started as a map, dude.
0: Retired as a map. Just that was actually pretty sick, dude.
1: <laughs> if you want to get more literal, that uh the same shirt, same Duncan really <laughs> works well. Cause he only owns one shirt, just multiple of them. <laughs> nice dude. <laughs> <laughs> same Dirk, different tim <laughs> there you go oh <laughs> uh, boy well well speaking of like mvp race um let's talk halfway through the season people have put on uh in, in an incredible show so far i feel like you could really pick an mvp out of any of those 10 players that are leading the league right now um in your guys' opinion, who who do you have winning the MVP after what you've seen in the first half of the season?
0: R- Ralph,
2: you want to mm-hmm. take it? I w I, I wasn't ready for this question. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't either. Um sorry, I had it in my back pocket, baby. Yeah, That's how we do it.
0: I would say, um, off the top of my head, I think Embiid, obviously, LeBron, Jokic, those are the first three I think of. Um I don't I don't know, man. Like I'd like Damon's doing super good and so is curry man but in my opinion for the mvp race it's got to be like top notch winning team you know but Absolutely. but they're like luca's doing so good but like just like individual stat wise you know but i think it's got to be a winning team um would it be far-fetched to
1: say harden no not at all no, actually i Dude, would know he, that he's i would been have him killing with, the, his, with his
2: new responsibility, I guess, I guess he's been d- doing that point guard thing for a very long time. But Kyrie just – oh, actually, Kyrie also brings up a good you know, point. Like, both of those guys have been really good. good, and KD hasn't been playing. So, like, pfft. that that's a nasty team. Stinky, nasty team.
0: <laughs> I think that's the right answer, honestly. Like, when I think about it, it's like someone on the nets, you know? Like, I would go with Harden personally after hearing – that they're a winning team, they're fucking killing it. It's got to be one of them three, but yeah.
2: But to be honest, I'll, I'll, I'll take Iguodala.
0: Oh, <laughs> there we go. You <laughs> did it. You, did it you want Let's Iguodala? Go. <laughs> Let's go, dude.
1: <laughs> For me, I think right now, like Embiid is the clear front runner. If the Sixers continue to play uh, to the level that they've been playing, and Embiid after this inj- injury continues to play to the level he's been playing. Like, yeah, absolutely. He's lights out this year. It's nuts. Um, but I'm going I'm going right now, from what I've seen, I'm going Embiid. I'm going to go Dame second, bringing – look, bias aside what he's been able to no, do these, these for great, Portland. Man. Like, they're kind of floating between four and five right now without CJ or, or Nurk. Clearly, he's the most valuable player to that team and bringing them into a relevant spot. Uh, and then I'd have to go Harden. Honestly, mm-hmm. um I he's looked so good on that Nets team. Um the Nets would be where they're at anyways without Harden, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think him adjusting his role and like playing team ball and the amount of double-doubles he's getting, he's still putting up points, he's getting people involved. He he's clearly like the X factor on that team right now. I think what like Kyrie's going to do be Kyrie. Kevin Durant's going to be Kevin Durant, but if harden doesn't buy in they're not as good i guess even no, though i just said they'd probably still be winning. <laughs> but but I, I i think i i think he is like if he buys in especially in the playoffs like good luck being that team
2: Dude, like here uh I, I would say like the nets without harden is like the black keys you know they're shitty um they have a, a guitar player and a drummer but you really need that bass player to tie it all in, and that's where so, Harden comes in. And so they who turn
1: into who, who are they with? Uh, with oh, the, Harden the best
0: band in the world, Green Day. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, <laughs> wanna be an American idiot?
2: <laughs> dude, uh, the Nets is like the Dookie of you know Green Day's discography. Dookie and American idiot combined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, uh, if I have to pick between the three of them. Harden gets my vote because he has been an amazing team player. And I feel like without him facilitating, because Kyrie kind of turned into more of a shooting guard role, just shoot, shoot, shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, Harden's been dishing it, uh, scoring as well. So, yeah, he's the man.
0: I do think that them all being on the same team kind of hurts – each other's chances for winning MVP, you know, like the team Mm -hmm. is so stacked. Mm -hmm. They're drawing attention from each other. Like any one of those three players could win MVP in my opinion. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I think it hurts uh, KD the most right now, as far as like MVP candidates. I mean, they've been playing so good without him (laughs) and and it's scary to think of of what they'll be like when he's playing full time with them again, but it's like, Oh, okay. They can dominate the whole fucking league without Kevin Durant. Like, Mm -hmm. Clearly, he's not the most important person on that team. You just need Kyrie and Harden, I
2: guess. And Blake Griffin, dude, he's going to be in there. There's going to be four guys battling for the MVP.
0: (laughs) Isn't that wild, though, Blake Griffin's joining the Nets? That is weird, man. Dude, I think I saw this thing on Instagram where it was like big four for it was like Golden States four versus the net. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. I
0: was like, how the fuck are you including Blake Griffin in this photo right now? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it was just so disrespectful. I don't know. I like Blake Griffin. I'm not trying to talk shit, but just because he's on that team doesn't mean he's part of a big four now. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's the funniest guy on the team, AKA the most valuable player on the team that's big that's big four material in my opinion.
2: <laughs> I, I saw Fair. a meme of uh blake griffin talking to uh steve nash he was like so with uh Kyrie, harden and kd on the team when do i get my shots and steve nash was like uh pre-game that's
0: awesome that's a great answer dude <laughs> did blake griffin write that joke <laughs> blake griffin's uh, good
2: yeah yeah he's the ghost writer <laughs>
1: He actually gets a, a five-minute comedy set before each game, before pregame, warmups.
0: I want to see Blake Griffin turn into, like, Michael Jordan at that All-Star game or, or wherever the context is where he's like, I'm rebounding the ball. I'm not passing to you. Like, the only way you get a ball is if you rebound. <laughs> and every fucking ball Blake Griffin gets just dribbles it up the court, never passes, takes his own shot. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> I,
2: I, and uh, someone asked him uh, if he if he can still dunk. He says he still can, so... Yeah, maybe he this will this maybe this will shoot some youth into Blake Griffin, you know? He's acting like he's yeah. Jerry Dudley's age, man. Like
1: Yeah, he can still dunk. He just didn't want to waste like what uh whatever energy he had left in Detroit. I bet he's gonna go hard. I bet you the first game we see Blake Griffin playing, he's dunk. gonna fucking yam on someone's head. He's gonna do that Jackson Hayes on uh fucking was it Reggie Jackson? Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. Oh my god. That was yes. okay. I know the Anthony Edwards dunk is probably dunk of the year, but this one, the taunt after, was so mean that you got to put it up there. Who this, is this again? This is Jackson Hayes on the mm-hmm. New Orleans Pelicans. He he's like seven foot, and he dunked on uh, what? What? Who did he dunk hey, on?
2: Uh, Brandon Knight was it? Brandon
1: Knight? No. Someone short. Someone short on the Clippers. But he, he I mean, he jumped and he uh, he made him pay for it. But he immediately just went, like, tapped his head and looked him <laughs> in the eyes and got a tech for it. And, dude, like, Dana. didn't blink twice about it.
0: There's uh, Miles Bridges and the Hornets doing a dunk where it's a full fucking back scratcher. Oof. And the defender is, like, arms in his face to block him. Like, if he didn't do the back scratcher, he would have got blocked. But then he fucking swings it down at the perfect moment. It is so sick, dude. <laughs> I
2: love it, man. Dunks are so cool, but also so
0: inefficient. Isn't is like a high percentage though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, the three point is the highest percentage shot in the NBA. Yeah,
0: what
1: the corner three? That's the, the corner highest three.
2: Rate? That's the ho- the highest one. Science scientists uh, said there's two things that are real: the coronavirus COVID nineteen, and also the three point shot from the corner is the highest you'll go for yeah, the weird field that these scientists are
0: Science <laughs> rules.
1: <laughs> I, at the you know at the risk of sounding like a complete idiot um why is the corner three the most efficient shot like this is just coming this is coming from a guy who's never really played basketball just watched mm-hmm. it i feel like any shot where you have the chance of banking it in increases like your chances of making a shot right like That's you can't true, yeah. you can't really bank a corner three uh, it would I be harder to bank a corner. There
2: I think it's just because the reward that you're getting is three points for a mid-range like, uh, distance away from the hoop. Okay, that makes sense. I think it's like two feet closer in, in the sides,
0: in the corners. I'm with you, though, Tyler. I like that bank, you know, just like if you miss it, you're like, come on, please, baby, yeah. go in. Yeah, there's there's like an extra chance. Like, no. Yeah, you
1: overshoot it. Okay, you just made a bank shot. Like, you undershoot it, you get the right English, it's hitting that backboard and going back in. I feel like there's and more And then you're chances. calling bank, right? Yep, you're calling yeah, bank. Yeah, bank knows bank. Look, I call bank on every shot I take just in case, That's even from goal. the corner.
2: And, and when it, it when it's just like nothing but night, you just say April Fool's. April Fool's. <laughs> <joke>. <laughs>
1: I said the bank is closed on Sundays.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but he still wanted to make a deposit. <laughs> nothing but net. There you go. Nothing but net. Let's go. Speaking of the nets, um, Harden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got Next topic. <laughs>
1: here, here's the joke. If you want to do Harden trying to make a bank shot, his bank is
0: the strip club and it's always open. And now
1: we're talking, dude.
0: Let's go. Every time we're talking about bank shots, I keep thinking of Jason Tatum versus the Bucks early in the year. That big game winner bank Ooh. shot he made. Uh, he he should have called, called bank, dude. He should have called bank.
2: That's what he's saying. That's what he's claiming, right?
0: I don't believe it. I don't buy it. He said,
1: big bank. He said,
0: no bank, and then fucking banked it.
1: <laughs> what What if, okay, what if in the NBA you call bank, but you uh, you swish it, and the oh, shot doesn't dude. count?
0: Doesn't count, doesn't count. Nice. That'd be actually sick. Four-point play if you call bank from a three-pointer and get an extra point.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Damian Lillard is just shooting from <laughs> shooting from half-court. Bank, in, in, in. This is definitely big three uh, rules territory right here. Yo, the Aliens let's oh, go uh, well, guys, is, that, one... is that starting up does anyone know anything about the big, the big three of... corona plans <laughs> yeah. Ooh,
0: we'll
2: i have do to do a deep know. dive on the big three um all the players are older so i'm guessing they're more you know susceptible to COVID 19 so we gotta be
1: but they might get their vaccines first
0: oh that's true yeah well, I want to take this lovely moment to segue to our next topic. You were talking about old basketball players. Is that right, Ralph? Yes, sir. In the big three. <laughs> we're going to take this old head basketball talk to the NBA. <laughs> Tyler, what you got for us, man?
1: Well, uh, Steph Curry just um, had a birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, big guy. Happy birthday, big guy. You're now the old years. the old age of 33 Which, uh, you know what, I'm I'm stealing this take slash joke from a Pod Don't Lie episode. Uh, (laughs) Dog, dude. I can't remember who their guest was, but she was really funny. She's a famous comedian. But she was saying that, like, the best part about the NBA is that, like, she gets to just, like, dog on men for being old and useless when they're only, like, 35. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, it's, like, hilarious, like, to think about, like, yeah, you are an old man in the NBA if you're above like 33. And uh, it, it's tough <laughs> it's because, <totally. sighs> yeah, it's really funny. I love it. It's hilarious. And it also makes me feel really bad about myself because I'm only 28. <laughs> I'm out of shape. Like, I can never be in the NBA. And if these dudes. with that old... attitude, man. Come on. Exactly, you're dude. You're right. The, the 5'8. Look up, Jay. Look up, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> um shit. But, yeah, you know, you think about it. It's like LeBron is, what, like 37? 30, and yeah. he's in incredible shape. He he could outrun me any day. And I'm i am 28. I can't fucking run. I can barely run a mile.
0: Yeah, but here's the difference, dude. LeBron said he's putting over a million into his body each year. How much money have you put into your yeah, body dude, in the last year, Tyler? I probably
1: put a lot of money into my body, but just with the wrong decisions.
2: You do, dude. Like do do? food? Yeah,
1: <laughs> food, <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> right there with you, my boy. Oh, man. <laughs> The truth like hurts. Like, imagine if I spent the percentage of my income that LeBron mm-hmm. spends, the percentage of his income on his body, I'd probably be great. I'd be like a Greek god. I well, would be <laughs> honest totally It's mean. probably
2: not achievable unless we get fifteen dollars an hour for a minimum wage. You know,
1: love it, Ralph. Love it. Thank this you. Is a thank f- you fifteen dollars an hour sponsored podcast. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Pop out looking like a Greek god after 15 an hour. Yeah.
2: Great. (laughs) Or just just ruin your body with all the extra money you're getting and just buying more. (laughs) (laughs)
0: More More <laughs> i do love that just like that uh that retaliation to lebron what are you talking about dude i put tons of money into my body he's yeah. just like i had like thousands of dollars in mcdonald's dude what the fuck are you talking about yeah i spent 10 grand on mcdonald's the other day
1: i got <laughs> so many day. chicken mcnuggets it was sick <laughs> it made me uh, sick
2: <laughs> yeah they Mc- mcnuggets is cool man <laughs> they are cool if you're on tour, that's uh that's one of like the desperation food. A little quick zap of uh McNuggets.
1: Oh it's a good like, spot. It's a good value meal for on tour. Well, you buying like a hundred chicken McNuggets Ooh. for less than like
0: <laughs> for like ten fucking bucks or whatever it is. Like you you you're feeding the whole van. It's sick. Yeah, dude. Everybody totally. eating. Guys, That's we can't weird. talk about how y'all have eaten 100 Chicken McNuggets again. I know we've had this conversation on this podcast. I will talk about this every single time. Hey, we endorse it, man. My bad. I'm dude. loving Sorry. it. I'm not trying to shame you guys, but it's not as funny as fuck. I'm not I'm, I can never I'm be shamed ashamed, about dude. it. I feel great.
1: Um, but, you we'll know, do we, again, dude. I would do it again, too. But let's bring it back. Um, we're, we're getting to a point where, like we're watching some of the most important people in basketball literally age out of being basketball players. And it's tough to see, like we probably only have a few years left of Dame who knows when LeBron's going to retire. Katie will retire within the next five years. Dame will probably be there too. CP three, literally these living legends that we're watching right now um, are going to be gone before the next decade, which sucks to say, but I feel like there is a really great crop of young talent that are going to take over the league. Um, and I'm wondering who y'all think is going to be the face of the league, you know, once like LeBron and Steph retire.
2: Uh, um, weren't they make, trying to make Zion the, the face of uh, the NBA?
1: Yeah, I think he was trying or they were kind of um, advertising him to be kind of like the next LeBron.
2: Yeah, I mean he's playing really well. Yes, um, he's definitely living up to the hype. I, I would say him and John Morant will be just like Steph and LeBron. Uh Le- Zion being LeBron because of the uh being a freak. Um but yeah, I, I think he's definitely gonna carry some weight to that. Luca is also a good, you know, candidate for that. Um I mean, there's also Lamelo Ball. As much as a, <laughs> it sucks to say he is definitely going to be a face of the NBA. Um, but like, to, the main focus, definitely Zion.
1: I, I think Zion eventually. But I think you know he hasn't really shown out in his second year as much. Like you just, you can go on Instagram and you don't really see a lot of Zion highlights. You don't really see a lot of articles. You don't see a lot of tweets about Zion. I think that like his um, his kind of new shiny attractiveness kind of wore off after the bubble when he didn't play so well. And he hasn't really done anything that interesting or really that advance him that much um and he is still really young and i think he's going to grow into that player that is similar to lebron but i think like immediately who's going to take over the league after like lebron and steph retire and get faced out i think it's going to be Giannis, and i think it's going to probably be Luca. i mean lucas what in his third year and is already an mvp candidate was an mvp candidate last year Giannis is a back-to-back mvp winner and he's only what 26 that's who's going to take over the league well, he's getting but- old He is getting old, which is actually so crazy to say in the NBA. 26 is old. Like, I felt so young. and Like, as a 26-year-old, barely had it figured out. But, like, Giannis will be the face of the league. Luka will be the face of the league before Ja and Zion, I think. Unless, like, Ja or Zion somehow win a championship before either of them, then there might be some, you know, like, battle for that kind of face of the league. But Giannis has really stepped into the limelight there, winning two MVPs. By the time you know Stefan LeBron are gone, he's gonna fully be in his prime and fully developed as a player. Like I, I don't see anyone else taking that taking that role other than him. Respect.
0: Yeah, I kind of uh I agree with both of you. I think like my first answer was Ja Morant. I think that he's gonna be a big one, but I don't know who then I think Giannis would probably be the next like main face, you know, like the number one. I think Luca has a good chance for that as well. Um but, uh, yeah, I, outside of that, I, it's all up in the air, I guess. Like, in Bede, he could take a step forward. So could Jokic. Like, But I think players that I think will have roles that are increased in the future, like, as far as visibility, I think Jason Tatum. I mm-hmm. think that, like, he's going to really, like, grow. Like, he's already has commercials with fucking Capital One and shit. Like, he's doing big commercials. Like, I think, and he's really young. I think he's going to grow into, like, a really big face. And then, honestly, like... Anthony Edwards hand, handles the media so well already. Like, <laughs> oh. he's
1: that gonna guy be so fun to watch.
0: He's gonna be around for a while. Funniest person in the NBA, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like, uh,
1: I know I sent y'all that video, but it was after the the Timberwolves' new coach won their first game, and like <laughs> it everybody, was so late. yeah, everybody knows that. Like, you know, coach wins the first game, you throw water all over him. Everybody's excited, and like the like whoever shot the video is a fucking genius. I want to give you a shout out shout out of the week goes to whoever filmed this video because they had it angled perfectly to where they film the coach come in. Everybody's soaking him. And then they notice Anthony Edwards like sitting in the corner by himself, (laughs) like not involved with the team. And then everybody finishes and then he realizes like what is going on and he gets up like the coach is done. Like obviously he doesn't want to get wet, but he knows part of it. It's part of it. And then Anthony Edwards, after everything is over, runs up. It starts jumping up and down and shaking the water bottle all over him. And it's the funniest fucking thing. Like, they captured the, like, what the hell is going on. They captured the click in his brain and then captured the moment where he joined in after everybody was done celebrating. Funniest dude. I love him.
0: Hell yeah, man.
2: But coming back to the face of the NBA, uh, To me, there has only been five faces on the NBA. Um, Let's say Dr. J. um, And I would split, you know, uh, Bird and Magic into one. Uh, MJ, LeBron, and Curry. Because I feel like they all changed the game of basketball. So... I'm, I'm guessing the next player that would change the game of basketball, how it's played right now, would be Giannis. Weren't any one of those guys. Because, you know, he's a seven-foot athletic dude that basically plays one through five in any given second of any play. So, I mean, he's not as relatable as Steph, um, just because he's huge. You gotta be also huge to be like him, but he's definitely changing the way basketball or how teams are guarding him and how basketball is played.
1: I think uh, one thing I will say, maybe the way that he plays isn't as relatable as Steph, but I think, you know, to be the face of the NBA, you also have to be able to relate to an average fan Mm -hmm. and just a normal person. And I think Giannis's background and his storyline is extremely relatable, right? Like he comes from nothing in Greece, works his like way cool into kiss. playing oh. yeah <laughs> he yeah, plays yeah. like in a low league in in uh you know in in Greece and like gets noticed and gets brought to the NBA and then works hard to get to where he's at I think that's extremely relatable as an average NBA fan like who has to work their way into being something like I think that's an incredible storyline for someone to be the face of and I think not just the skill on the court, but the the hardworking sense and, you know, building something from nothing is insanely relatable. And it's almost more relatable to LeBron than it is like someone like Steph. It's a, it's a similar kind of thing coming from nothing and working hard and getting to where you're at.
2: I just like that he has this humor that uh, I, I feel like he that's the most relatable aspect of him is like he likes to smile. He likes to have fun. My favorite Giannis uh, joke is uh, when someone asks him if he plays Fortnite, it's like, no, I don't play Fortnite. I foreplay at night.
0: <laughs> good like, answer, though. That's clever. Like, Fuck,
2: dude. That, that rocks. Also, <laughs> well, y- y- his girl was definitely mad at him. Yeah, but, she was like <laughs> yelling at him
1: on the live stream. Why do you do that? <laughs> Same with the, the blowjob bell. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm freak, freak, on, freak the on the court <laughs> and a freak
1: in the sheets. <laughs>
0: that shit and is then, funny as fuck. And, right? and then his girlfriend is like, "Yo, there's little kids on there." <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
2: So yeah, I, I guess uh, I'm gonna take it back from Zion to to Giannis. He's gonna be the face of the NBA. He's also opening up the world of like international <coughs> play. I mean, it's already been established, but I think he's making it more acceptable for places that doesn't have a very good basketball you know uh basketball scene um and it's pos- making it possible to to get into the nba into two-time mvp status
0: i think Giannis is the good answer i i, I think it's the right answer especially for the time being but Two points I want to make. One, I want to bring it back to Zion really quick. I think that he's not totally a bust. I don't think he lived up to the hype as being the next LeBron. But why he's not in the media is because a lot of his points are like offensive rebounds. And like he's throwing his weight around. Like no one can stop that fucking dude. Like, even though he's not doing that big dunk that he was doing in Duke and shit, like no one's stopping him. And like it's pretty nuts, man. Like he's like a three-point shooting like a three-way like he can score from any spot on the fucking court. And he's that big. Like he's like Steven Adams pretty much like just in the paint and shit. It's, it's pretty nuts, but this answer kind of sucks, but I kind of think it's right. At least when it immediately happens, the media plays such a big factor into deciding who the face of the next NBA is. It's going to be brawny. It's going to be brawny LeBron Mm -hmm. James's kid. Like when he joins the league, the media is going to go fucking nuts you know, like there's going to be a whole storyline about this dude, even if he doesn't live up to it. Right when it happens, in my opinion, the NBA is going to flip upside down.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously Le- Le- LeBron James joining the NBA, like that's going to be a huge storyline. But I don't think, I don't think it, it'll make him kind of the leader of the league and the one that people look to and model the game after, and who's getting all the. Ad spots and you know the immediate mvp candidate like to me the the face of the league is always considered top three mvp at the beginning of the season
0: that's fair that's a good answer like, for that
1: yeah every single year who, who's who's talking who are you talking about preseason mvp regardless if he gets it or not it's lebron james it's uh stephan curry and within the last three years Giannis. right and i think no matter how much hype Bronny has coming into the league, they're not going to consider him the league, the face of the league, you know, like even, even all the hype that Zion had the first year he was in the league, they weren't considering him the face of the league. Even though LeBron James was still there, they were saying he has a lot to live up to, but they had high expectations. And I think the, the media storyline of the high expectations will be there for LeBron James jr. But I don't think he'll be considered face of the league
0: totally I, and I i agree i do think that he would be more of like a zion coming to the league and just like media going nuts but like to an extreme level like Uh-oh. to just like fucked up levels and then he's gonna play and it's gonna be like why the fuck did you do that man like he's still really good but like you fucking hype the shit out of him but i want to do a quick detour in a second or because how do you guys feel like how how high do you think the ceiling for devin booker is because I've heard that Kobe originally was, like, like really praised Devin Booker. And, his, like, he got 70 points on the Suns. Like, do you think that if he went to a really good team that someone like him could really be – like, I'm not saying the Suns are bad, you know? But there's a couple players that I feel like are in situations that if they were in the right spot, they could be one of those top-tier players, you know? I think Devin Booker
1: is up there in some of the better – or if not best uh, team or players in the NBA. But I don't think he's like, I don't think he'll ever be one of the best players in the NBA. I mean, yeah, he scored, you know, 71 points for the Suns, but who else could score on that team? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> totally. literally he's the only person who can get points on that team. Kelly Ubre. Kelly Ubre, you're right. At that but time, yeah. did he score 70 points with Kelly Ubre? No, because Kelly Ubre <laughs> was there to score points uh he's he's clearly a gifted shooter he's a very high iq basketball player but i don't think he's like i don't think he's like a steph curry i don't think he's a kobe bryant mm-hmm. i don't think he's a lebron james i think he'll be considered probably one of the best if not the best phoenix sun player of all time but i don't think he's like the dude that's going to put your team on a team of all stars into the next level you know like the suns are where they're at Because they added Chris Paul, not because Devin Booker got any better. Like, I think his stats are pretty similar from last year and the year before, but they are, you know, the number two team in the West right now. And you can give that credit to Chris Paul and his ability to play the game and facilitate. I I think Devin, Devin Booker's ceiling's really high. Am I gonna give him the MVP? Probably not, with like all the talent that's rising and getting better uh maybe it's an unfortunate situation that he went in phoenix and like uh hasn't i don't know if, i think i feel like if he played somewhere else maybe he would have been considered mvp earlier but I, I i don't see it now i think his window is probably gone i know he's still young but it's it's hard to say with jason tatum getting better luca getting better totally honest shooting threes now like it, it's it's hard to see a, a world in which Devin Booker outshines anybody right now
2: yeah to to me I feel like he's always going to be like a a B tier player like you know you have your S which is like the superstars you know people that change the games and then A which are like the step below superstars Mm -hmm. and then the Bs which are stars like really good players that are well known but will never take the next step up I feel like he's going to fall into that like like category and stay there. I'm not saying he won't improve into becoming an A or even like, you know, someone that would change the game, but as he's playing right now, it seems like it's trending or not even trending, just
1: like staying there,
2: leveled out, plateaued.
1: Yeah, I think plateaued is the perfect way to put it. I mean, Devin Booker plays his game and his game is exceptional. Like I don't ever want to take that away from him, but is it game changing? No, not really. I mean, you get a good defender on Devin Booker and they know how to defend him. Like he's not doing anything to elevate and put himself to the next level. He's not adding a wrinkle to his game. Eventually good defenders will figure out how to guard Devin Booker. And I think that'll be kind of his make or break it moment. Can he add that next wrinkle to his game where it makes him unstoppable Or have people just not figured it out yet, and once they do, is that the end for them?
2: I think it really hurt when Chris Paul joined uh, the Suns because he unlocked the potential that Devin Booker couldn't unlock himself. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at Luca, he's the one that unlocked the potentials of everyone around him, and, you know, he got into, like, a Tier A type of player. Um, with, With Devin Booker, someone else did it for him. Which is still awesome, but you know, he's falling into that category to me anyways.
1: Totally. Evan Book is a scorer. And and there's nothing wrong with that. That's one of the most needed kind of people in the NBA. But I at the end of the day, I think that's who that's who his or what his game is. He scores. That's what he gets for you. He's not gonna be the facilitator. He's not gonna be elevating his teammates. He's gonna be the dude that can get you seventy points if you need seventy points on that night, which is extremely <laughs> valuable. Don't want to take that away from him. But, but didn't
2: they lose that game too?
1: They lost that game too, <laughs> All right. Yeah, so they totally. lost that fucking game. Um, and that's that's what you're gonna get from him. And like, mm-hmm. you put him on like the Lakers, you put him on the Nets, guaranteed championship team because he's there and he can get you those points. But he's not gonna be able to defend. He's not gonna be able to facilitate to the level that you need. He's not going to be that like number one player on the team, like like a Steph or like a LeBron, you know, like he's not going to be able to do enough to make him an S tier player.
0: totally, yeah, no, I do agree with all this. I'm just intrigued because I feel like some, some players are right on that cusp and it's like in their younger kind of prime years, you know, they can make a push to like, like Giannis when he joined the league, he was not the player he is now. Mm. Like that, he grew into that. And there are so many talented players that I feel like have the chance at doing something similar, you know? And part of it makes me believe that if Devin Booker was on a team like the Lakers in a big market like that, the media would have a different story around him. Not like, not even saying that he's like the quality of a player. I'm just saying that a player being on a team in a big market like that does come into play sometimes with the way the media looks at you as far as how good you are, you know? Um, But yeah, I I don't know. Like Donovan Mitchell, like he's killing it too. You know, there's these players right on the cusp where I'm like, are they going to ever jump to another level or are they going to kind of plateau? And that's just where they're at, you know?
1: Yeah. I I think, you know, Ralph brings up a good point. Like this year, Chris Paul joining the Suns has really hurt Devin Booker as like a legacy standpoint, I guess, not as a player, not in a position that they're at, but like, yeah, it's because of Chris Paul that they're, they are where they're at. Other than losing like Kelly Oopre, they haven't really brought in much other than like Jay Crowder. The team is mostly the same and they're they are where they are because of the addition of Chris Paul. Totally. And I think like, you know, it would have been a different story. If, um, you know, Devin Booker became the main facilitator with Chris Paul and outshined Chris Paul's ability, I think this was kind of his chance to step up, and who knows, maybe next year after a year of playing with Chris Paul, it'll be a different story. Maybe he'll learn a little bit and he'll take over as that facilitator, but this first year with Chris Paul, he's kind of taken the back seat. He's still putting up numbers. He's still looking good, but it's not bubble Devin Booker hitting that game-winner going eight no fighting for the playoff spot right like it's a little different and I, I think you know he's still playing his game he's still doing his thing but he's not the one bringing that team to the next level and I think at the end of the day when you're looking for like a top tier player it's that player can put the team on his back and bring that team to where they shouldn't be to a to a position in the league where they don't belong but they're there because of that player.
2: No cap, though. Like the Suns are doing really well. Oh, they look like, amazing. They're killing it. <laughs> Great, dude. It oh, just—it's—it's it's another old head leading a team. You know, like Chris Paul. What is he like, fifty? Yeah, he's like, eighty. E- <laughs> ever since I, uh, you know, <laughs> picked up basketball again, Chris Paul's been around. And I was like, you know, two years old when I picked it up. So either I'm super young, or Chris Paul's old as fuck.
1: It's a little bit of both, baby. So.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know man Uh, yeah chris paul did it i saw another stat online that was saying that the most valuable player with the highest salaries like chris paul was among like some of the most paid highest paid players and that he's the most bang for the buck potentially you know like like steph was on that list steph is killing it man like he's really carrying that team but Mm -hmm. also chris paul is doing that really well in the suns and That's just cool that you can bring in a player like that still. Just give someone a fuck ton of money and change your team like that.
2: Yeah. His IQ is off the charts, dude. Mm -hmm. I I feel like (laughs) you can just ask him a rule in in the NBA game, and he'll be like, yeah, it's section blah, 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 blah. Like, I know all these rules. That's why he can get away with a bunch (laughs) of shit and can get people technicals and, like, you know...
1: The infamous Jordan Bell technical. That was so <laughs> that smart, rock, dude. <laughs> He's a fucking genius. Like the untucked shirt yep. in crunch time gets the tech like masterclass. I love yeah, it. Yeah, if I, you didn't yeah.
2: know the rule, like, the you know, he got one free point from that. That's...
1: Yep. That's I mean, there's a whole version of Kyrie that we call untucked Kyrie because he has his, like, fucking jersey untucked. Chris Paul could be, call- Chris Paul could be calling texts on that all game long. It's amazing.
0: Damn.
1: I-, I do feel like Chris Paul is an extremely underappreciated player, and I think his year with uh, with the Rockets – or did he play two years with the Rockets? She
2: is did. it just
1: one? Uh, two to either way his his stint with the rockets i think you know their their shortcomings like really um tarnished like the the view of chris paul to like a casual player or sorry casual fan but he's an an extremely good player and like it's fucking it's fucking nuts to to see people not consider chris paul like a top tier player when he's able to bring these teams that were irrelevant like the uh the thunder last year that looked like the worst team in the league on paper and then it brought him to the playoffs and now he brought the Suns from you know the outside looking into the best team in the west right now like it's it's crazy
0: here's my semi-spicy take this dude is gonna have a coaching career and win a fuck ton of championships oh 100 fuck ton like he's gonna be a much better coach than a player that's my that's
1: my take He's definitely going to get rings as a coach. He might not get them as a player ever, which sucks, because he mm-hmm. just definitely deserves one as a player. Like, he's good enough to get a ring. If you put him on, like, the Lakers, like, I, it's sorry, it's over. Like, yeah, you, you put right. him on any team with, like, S-tier players, he's going to be really good. Uh, but I agree with that take. I think he's going to get a lot of rings as a coach if he – if he chooses, it. if he goes that route, yeah, I he's think gonna he's be gonna the, the start,
2: coach. He's gonna start selling insurance, guys. I don't know what this <laughs> coach thing you guys are talking about, but you know it'd be Chris Paul from State Farm, like the fuck. There you go. It rings. Here's
1: here's my spicy take. Chris Paul, if he's a coach, is the coach that we expect Doc Rivers to be. Ooh. Damn, because Doc Rivers is extremely yes. smart. He's a very good coach. But if Chris Paul starts coaching, he's going to get more rings than Doc Rivers.
0: so I can so see well.
1: that, dude. I feel like they've got a similar IQ. They've got a similar way to bring people to their full potential. But Chris Paul is going to be better at it.
2: I, I feel like that's what everyone's saying about Steve Nash right now. You know.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think so. working great. <laughs> I mean, I know there's the whole thing of like Kyrie <laughs> saying that like. No one's a coach. Uh, no one's a coach, but <laughs> Steve Nash is having coffee in Brooklyn with Blake Griffin. There's some version of coaching going on at the Nets and it's working. And I think Steve Nash was an incredible player and he was an incredible team player. And I think he understands how to work with superstars uh, in a different way that like more traditional coaches probably don't. So I think he's playing the the big brain game for coaching and taking a set a seat in the back. But he's still got the controller, baby. He's still moving them around. They just don't
0: know it. Dude, he's probably said to Kyrie to his face, I am a coach, but there is no coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's probably, like, his ap- approach is like, you guys do your thing. We'll figure it out. Like, if I need to step in, I'll pop in. But you guys are talented. You guys make it work. So he probably said some shit like, there is no coach. And then Kyrie went on the media and was like, There is no coach. (laughs) There's no coach. The earth is flat.
1: He probably passed the blunt to Kyrie and said, if you kind of think about it, we're all kind of the coach, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, dude. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I love it. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. I think we hit all of our points.
2: And then some. And then some.
1: We talked basketball. I think. That's usually the the one thing on our agenda is talk basketball. So I think we, we accomplished it. We did it (laughs) fellas. Uh, We're doing it. Greg, you got anything you want to plug?
0: No. Uh, YouTube Orlando magic versus Miami heat. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Full highlights. (laughs)
1: Check the comment
0: section. (laughs)
1: Uh, Ralph, you got anything you want to plug?
2: Yeah, dude. Um, Ghost Adventures. Uh, <laughs> we've been watching that. Uh, we, we've we got Discovery Plus and uh, it rules.
1: That show like, is wild.
2: You, do you think Discovery Channel would be like something educational? But no, it's about fucking ghosts now. <laughs> um, But you hear that? That's what <laughs> they do at the show, dude. They're just
1: like, oh, you hear that?
2: But yeah, dude, fucking ghosts, dude.
0: Gotta keep it fresh, man. Yeah. My- you
1: know? My favorite screenshot from that show is like this guy, and he has his shirt off, and he's got a bunch of tattoos. And uh, like the ghost just says, sick tats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's sick as fuck. (laughs) That's so dope. That rocks. Uh, This week, what do you got, man?
1: I'm going to plug my MVP, Damian Lillard. He (laughs) He just moved into number 15th all time, most three points made. Yeah, I saw that. He's about to take JJ Redick's spot, Oof. 14, next game, and he's creeping up on LeBron. He's really close to creeping up on LeBron for most three-pointers made. So shout-out Damian Lillard, living legend, my MVP, 2021 champ, 2020 uh, bubble champion uh, MVP, um, owner of a Toyota dealership,
0: <laughs> and owner of my heart, Damian Lillard. I just want to say, you know, JJ Reddick's gonna be hucking up threes the whole fucking next month. Yeah, <laughs> and like, he's only fuck got he, Damian Lillard, dude, not two, not three.
1: <laughs> He's shooting twenty percent. Calling it now.
2: Um. Also, uh, speaking of three pointers, and I just want to follow up on the the Lonzo Ball shooting uh more three pointers than uh, Trey Young. He's also shooting more than Luca and Jason Tatum.
0: Damn, and making wow. it so. Shout out Lonzo Ball Shout out Lonzo Ball Come to the Magic, we would love to have you (laughs)
2: LB
0: Uh, We got a a guest coming up Correct, Greg? We do, yeah, we have uh, Andy from Dikembe (laughs) We've said this before in this podcast We're redoing (laughs) this shit, guys Yeah, so Andy from Dikembe He's going to be on this, it's going to be fun It's going to be a Thursday Friday for y'all who are listening, Thursday for us recording it uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. They're the Heat. I don't have a lot of nice things to say, Ooh,
1: Rico, but we're
0: fine, dude. <laughs> grudge
1: match. Let's grudge go. Coming
0: match, off, uh, I'm just I'm off salty, injury. dude. I'm just salty right now, dude. It sucks. Me
2: <laughs> and Tyler would instigate shit. Yeah, Yo, it's, it's
1: gonna be fun. As a fan <laughs> of the Orlando Magic, because of this podcast, Let's go. I'm in your corner. As a fan of the Miami Heat, because of the fact that they're Miami Heat, mm-hmm. is gonna be fun.
0: I just want to say, Heat Rock, they're fucking cool team. They They have a very toxic, very toxic fan base. That's all I'm going to say. Is like, they're they're fucking mean, dude. (laughs) Either
2: way, it's Florida, though, right? I know, dude. It's all
0: Florida at the end of the day.
2: (sighs) Hey, uh, yeah, uh, like like Tyler said, uh, I'm with you 100%, but also I'm taking Iguodala.
0: So. taking Iguanola. Ooh. Ooh that one uh, hurt that's a great time for that line that, dude, that was dude, great
1: 15 of the really world good. Two that in one good. episode wow yeah, yeah. Dude,
2: I'll, I'll take them every time of the day
1: <laughs> Look at them go So inspirational yeah, uh, cool. as, as always <laughs> the end of the episode housekeeping let's go We're on boom. Apple Podcasts. Boom. we're on Twitter boom we're on Twitch boom we're on Spotify boom. boom. We're on LinkedIn. Boom, boom, boom. We're in the comments of boom. uh Heat versus Orlando Magic, full recrap, full recrap <laughs> because that's that game was crap. Uh <laughs> no problem. Uh in the comments, reply to our comments, gas us up, you know, mess with those heat fans. If you're a heat fan, mess with those Orlando Magic fans. <laughs> Let's go. Let's create a little chaos. Um Civil War of uh Florida. Yep. Um <laughs> uh, you know what? Shout out the best team in Florida, the Tampa Bay Raptors. Ooh, with, nice. With cute-ass yes. Kyle Lowry. Yep. I thought you were going to say the
2: Buccaneers.
1: No. Ooh.
0: Yeah, that sport doesn't exist on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I don't that's true. recognize Sorry. Tampa Bay other
1: than... <laughs> the Raptors. The, other than the Raptors. <laughs> other, other than the than that, that live
0: there. It's just
1: a blur on the map. Actually, you know what? I've been, I, was, I was in Tampa Bay once. It was really nice. We went to... Uh, <laughs> ybor city in tampa bay it was really fun they had a cool bar good show you know what i'm glad you enjoyed yourself man i'm striking that from the record shout out tampa bay um, <laughs> yeah if you leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or read it on this pod please leave us a review it really helps us uh spread this to new listeners and we want more listeners we want more of y'all to to talk shit with Uh, If you want to talk shit, slide into our DMs on Instagram or hit us up at secretjocks at gmail.com. We got a new episode coming out Friday, hopefully with Andy from Dikembe. (laughs) Barring any more injuries. No more torn ACLs. Let's go. Torn allergies. (laughs) Uh, We'll uh, we'll see you next week or the the end of this week. I don't know. Time is a construct. Peace. (laughs) Have a good day. We'll be right back. back.